When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. A big piece of soul recovery is learning how to let go of control, realizing that we may not even know that we want things to be a certain way. And this is why we're unhappy, that it's just not the way we want it, that people don't do the things that we want. They don't act the way that we want. And recently, listening to a Mel Robbins podcast, she had a theory called Just Let Them. And I thought that was such a great way to quickly, immediately be able to release that part of us that wants to control, that thinks that it should be a different way and just let them. But I wanted to take it a step further and move into a deeper spiritual practice in soul recovery, which is not only to let them, but truly let go of the part of us that thinks that it needs to be a certain way and holds on to judgment and learn how to bless them. Learn how to, from that tender place of my heart to really want them to have happiness, to allow ourselves to be in the flow of the universe and releasing everything to our higher power. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to let them and then how to bless them. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Positive results in our lives will follow. It's Rev. Rachel. Thank you for being part of the Soul Recovery community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. This is growing. I am so honored and blessed to have each of you here choosing to spend your time with me. I know how valuable your time is. I want to also just invite you to join our Facebook community. It's growing and it's such a great way for us to connect and communicate with each other to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is so that we can remind ourselves that we're not alone in this, that soul recovery is a individual journey, but to know that there's others who are on this path with us is really, really profound. And there's so much great stuff out there. There's so many amazing leaders and teachers and people of inspiration who are helping us to find ourselves, helping us to grow, helping us to let go of all that no longer serves us and be our fullest self. So I thank you for letting me be part of that journey for you. And if you need any help with it, if you want support, 
please come and book a coaching session with me. You can come one time, you can come for a book of sessions, you can walk through the soul recovery steps with me, whatever it is that you need. I'm not here to pressure any length of coaching. It's really about knowing that I'm here to support you. We also have our soul recovery support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's on Zoom. It's a really wonderful group that comes together. I do a short message around a topic. And then similar to meetings, we have opportunities for people to share their experience in an open and safe format. And just to know that you're not alone in this, that we're working it. We're doing these steps together. So thank you so much for sharing this podcast with your friends, for continuing to have this community grow. I am so truly thankful. For today's episode, I wanted to bring to your attention a book that I read back in 2019, I think it was, and it's called The Gentle Art of Blessing, A Simple Practice That Will Transform You and the World by Pierre Pratervand. We read this as one of our book studies in the spiritual center that I attended, and everybody really felt like it was so profound. And the reason why I was inspired to bring this is recently I was listening to a podcast by Mel Robbins, and I'm sure many of you are also listening to Mel Robbins. She is a wonderful resource in the space of self-development that is straightforward, no nonsense, has awesome tips and tools and is very smart. And I really have enjoyed listening to her podcast and gotten a lot from it. There was a particular podcast recently that she did that was around just let them. And it inspired me so much because it really felt like a quick and easy tool that can be used that's similar to the first step of soul recovery, which is admitting that we're powerless over everything outside of ourselves. Recognizing our pain and suffering comes from our desire to control people, places, and circumstances. And I loved this tool that you could just quickly say, why is this person doing that? And just say, just let them just let them. When I thought of this, it immediately reminded me of this book because there's a next level to letting people and releasing control. And that next level is around actually blessing them. It is not only just saying, I'm going to let you do whatever you're going to do, which can hold judgment around it that you still think that you know better, but you're going to let them do it into a place where we're really taking our power back in terms of not having other people's actions affect us in a negative way. We're letting go of the codependency of other people's needs being above ours and starting to look at how we interact in the world. What is going on with us? How can we turn the attention to ourselves? How can we just let them do whatever it is they're doing, wear whatever they're going to wear, drive however they're going to drive, drink whatever they're going to drink, watch as much TV as they're going to watch, but change that inner part of us. This is a spiritual path. So change that inner part of us that actually is coming from a healthier place and blessing them instead of cursing them. As I do with some of the other episodes where I do a book study, where I read from and then do reflection around I'm going to go ahead and do that same thing for this book because I really feel like this is such a potential 
for us to begin to look at the world in a different way from a soul recovery perspective. And I just loved this. So I'm just going to go ahead and start with reading from chapter one. And it says how it all started. And it starts with the verse, Matthew 5, 44, bless them that curse you. I just want to say for a caveat for any of you who have heard me read before, I'm not the greatest reader, but this is one of those places where I'm stretching myself and I'm letting go of my self-doubt and I am just going to read openly and we will see how it all goes. So be gentle with me. He reads, at one point in my career, I was employed in the field of international development, working in the Swiss school system with both students and teachers. And during this time, I had to make one of the most difficult decisions in my career, keep my job, but accept a situation that violated the most elementary professional ethics or quit. So rather than commit moral harikara, I quit. In the following weeks, I developed a deep-seated and and all-consuming resentment, such as I had never experienced before against the people who had put me in this impossible situation. I don't know if anyone else can relate, but I can relate in being all-consumed in resentment around a situation or people. When I woke in the morning, my first thought was of them. And as I showered, as I walked along the streets, as I went shopping or jogging, this resentment obsessed me eating me up, draining my energy and robbing me of all my peace. Isn't that how resentment works? I was literally being poisoned. I knew I was harming myself, but despite hours of meditation, prayer and spiritual study, the obsession clung to me. I felt and behaved like a total victim. Then one day, a statement in the Jesus's Sermon on the Mount struck me as never before. Bless them that curse you. Suddenly, everything became clear. That's what I had to do. I had to bless my former prosecutors right then and there. I started to bless them in every way imaginable, in their health, in their joy, in their finances, their work, their family relations, their peace, their abundance, their goodness. The ways to bless them was endless. By blessing, I mean wishing from the bottom of my heart in total sincerity the very best for those people their complete fulfillment and deepest happiness. For instance, if there was a friend in a state of deep depression, I will bless them in their joy and peace, wholeness, which is hidden in the material eyes, but very present in another level of their being. This is the most important dimension of blessing, sincerity that comes from the heart. This is the power that transforms and heals, elevates and restores It's the very antidote for a stereotyped ritual. Spontaneous blessing is a flowing fountain that, like a mountain stream, cascades and sings. It is quite remarkable for him to have gone from directly from resentment into blessing. But I want to offer you that that is a possibility in each of us, that when we change our perception just a little bit, that when we make a decision from the wholeness of our heart to change how we see things, to change how we show up for things. We can indeed move from a place of anger into a place of love. And it is a slow and steady process. So we'll continue reading. He says, at first, these blessings were a conscious decision activated by my will, but born of a sincere spiritual intention to heal my thinking. The key factor was intention. Slowly, the blessings moved from being an act of will to a yearning of the heart, 
because the act of blessings comes essentially from the heart. He says, I blessed people all day long. When I was brushing my teeth, jogging on my way to the post office or the supermarket, washing dishes or before falling asleep individually and silently, this process of blessing continued for quite a few years. He says, after a few months of this practice of blessing, one day, quite spontaneously, I started blessing people on the street, on the bus, at the post office when I stood in line. At the beginning of this wonderful discovery, I would sometimes walk the whole length of the plane or a train with the joy of silently blessing the travelers, unreservedly and unconditionally. This gentle art of blessing came as a silent song, the driving power of my spiritual life. I never received any roses from any former employer, nor the slightest expression of regret. Rather, I received roses from life by the armfuls. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make deep and real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media, join the private Facebook group, and even our monthly soul recovery support group on Zoom to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If these episodes are helping you in any way and you want to donate, you want to really figure out how can I support this community and recover your soul, please look at the show notes below. There is a link to be able to donate monthly three, five, eight, or $10. This cost of a fancy cup of coffee would really help support this community and recover your soul. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. What I love about this opportunity for us to start looking at how we've been completely consumed by negativity, criticism, and judgment, and we're opening up to the spiritual laws of the universe, which is attracting to us that which we want. And so when we look at this concept of not being in control, generally what that brings about is is anger and resentment, that we want to be in control, that we want it to be the way that we want it. And then using the tool of just let them, just let it go, just let them. Be mindful of what is ours to have around boundaries, to have around how we will be treated and what we will accept. But 99% of what goes on around us that we want to control, we can use the just let them. And then to move into this part of us that says, not only am I going to let them, I'm going to bless them. Bless those that curse you. And to genuinely, openly want the best for them completely changes the energy around the situation. He goes on to say, blessings returned. Thanks to this gentle art, I started having rather amazing experiences One such incident occurred when in my position as a volunteer at the World Campaign Against Hunger, I organized a benefit concert for World Food Day. And he goes on to tell a story about how they were going to have this big concert and that the person that was going to be the technician for the concert was kind of surly and was not being all that helpful. And that the person who was in charge of the 
making it all happen was responding to this guy's surliness. And the two of them were kind of bickering back and forth. And that there was this moment right before the concert where the technician wasn't being cooperative by any sense of the imagination and was actually taking away microphones and not being helpful at all in terms of this concert going off well. And that the writer, Pierre, says that he stood there between the two of them and silently and quietly within himself started to bless them, started to bless each of them, started to see the light in both of them, consciously blessing the situation and wanting the best intention for both of them. And then it says, suddenly between two senses, his attitude changed completely where a few seconds earlier had been hate-filled expression, suddenly a beautiful smile appeared. He went to his lab, came back with a pile of microphones, recommended the best ones to my friend, and wished them a wonderful evening. So, as much as this sounds kind of crazy, I've had these same experiences where when we are coming from a situation where we're in anger, where we're in resentment, where we're on attack, And we feel attacked. And so internally, we are attacking back either verbally, emotionally, with our attitude, with our eyes, with our body language, whatever it is. And then I internally move to a different space. And I move to a space of blessing. I move to a space of openness. And whether I say something out loud or just within myself, start to utilize these tools and tips of how is my heart? interacting with the people around me. I've had similar experiences like this where instantly the energy changes. Instantly something is different. Instantly there is a a shift in how people are interacting with each other. And so we're looking at ways to have a positive influence in situations, not controlling situations, but to mindfully being aware of how we're showing up and using our spiritual self for its highest good. Goes on to tell a couple more stories about similar situations. He was wanting to publish a book and it wasn't going well and something was being attacking again. And he actively used the art of blessing. He actively in his practice blessed everybody involved, blessed the publisher, blessed the literary agent, blessed the situation spent his energy in a positive way of opening up to the good and the potential of not only himself, but mostly for everybody else and their highest good. And that his book went through the process easily and quickly, and he had great success with that. Then he goes on to say that he had this inspiration to write some of the practices of blessing. And so I want to read some of those to you because I think there's such great tools for us to use in our soul recovery. This concept of we're letting go of control. We're recognizing we're powerless. We're using the just let them tool. And then we're moving even more deeply to the bless them aspect, to the really coming from our heart. So these are some blessing practices and guidelines that he offers for us to incorporate in our daily life. He says, on awakening, bless the day, for it's already full of unseen good, which your blessings will call forth. 
and to bless is to acknowledge the unlimited good that is embedded in all textures of the universe and waiting for each and every one of us. He says also, on passing people on the street, on the bus, in places of work or play, bless them. The peace of your blessing will accompany them on their way, and its aura will be a light on their path. So we don't even have to do it out loud. We don't have to let them know. This isn't something that we're actively being smug in our belief that we know better or that we're doing something that is um, better than anyone else. This is our internal shift of our energy to believe that the light is around everyone, that the goodness is around everyone, that everyone is deserving of wholeness, of light, of healing, of kindness, and just energetically offering that to everyone around us. It says, on meeting people and talking to them, bless them in their health, their work, their joy, their relationship to the universe, themselves and others. Bless them in their abundance of their finances. Bless them in every conceivable way. For such blessing is not only sowing seeds of healing, but one day will spring forth as flowers in a waste place of your own life. You know what this makes me think of is how prevalent it is to be on social media and to see the comparison and to see somebody else who's maybe looks like they're doing better than us or has more downloads or more likes or more attention. And that our initial response is to clam up and to feel like there's a competition between us. And again, we're letting go of control and we're saying, let them. If they are doing that and this is their life and this is what they're showing and this is their things, just let them. Let them do that. And even more than that, wish them well. Wish them abundance. Wish them greatness. Because in someone else's success is your ability to see that there is potential success for you too. Just let them and then bless them. Let go of the need to compare. Let go of the need to compete. And sow the healthy seeds that will end up benefiting us in the long run. It's so powerful. His next blessing is, as you walk, bless the city in which you live, its government and teachers, its nurses, its street sweepers, its children, its bankers, its priests and prostitutes. The minute anyone expresses the least aggression or unkindness to you, respond with a blessing. Bless them totally, sincerely, joyfully, for such blessings are a shield that protects them from the ignorance of their misdeeds, and deflects the arrow that was aimed at you. I remember when we did this book at the spiritual center, that one of the men at church said that this was one of the most profound experiences for him, because he had been the kind of person that really got aggravated on the streets, that he hated other drivers, that he expended so much time and energy being resentful and pissed at how people drove, how they walked, whether they got in the way, what what they parked like, just all this energy and that all of the aggravation that comes around people honking at each other and flipping each other off and, and the aggression that can happen in living in a community. And he said that almost instantaneously, he switched it and he started using the blessing. And as this says that it 
It deflects the arrow that was aimed at you, that this shield that protects you, this shield the blessing offers. He said he saw that the world in a completely different way and that he started noticing that these were all just his brothers and sisters and that everyone was just trying to get where they were trying to go and that the frustration was palpable in its pain and he offered the city blessing. And he was forever changed. I'll never forget that story because he said it was one of the biggest changes in his whole life. So he also says, to bless means to wish unconditionally from the deepest chamber of your heart, unrestricted good for others and events. It means to hallow, to hold in reverence, to behold with awe that which is always a gift from the creator. He who is hallowed by your blessing is set aside consecrated, holy, and whole. To bless is and to invoke divine care upon, to speak, to think greatly for, to offer happiness upon, although we ourselves are never the bestower, but simply the joyful witness of life's abundance. You know, one of the things that I feel in soul recovery when I'm working with people and when I'm speaking to you is the reminder that I'm doing this because I see everyone is holy, and I see you all is whole. I don't believe we're broken. I believe that there is always room for growth and for healing. But I feel a sense of awe and wonder around humanity, and that my hope when I'm doing this work is that I'm blessing you, that you feel the blessing, the wholeness, the divine energy that I can see in each and every one of you that life is abundant and we're here to remember. We're here to remember who we are. He goes on to say, to bless all without distraction is the ultimate form of giving because those you bless will never know from where it came and a sudden ray that bursts through the clouds of their skies and you'll rarely be the witness to the sunlight in their lives. I love this because We don't know how we affect others. We don't know how a smile that we have on a cashier or a gentle word or being a driver that isn't taking part in all of the craziness that's out on the highway or just showing up in kindness in every situation, how that affects people in the long run. Because it's not about us getting credit for what we're doing in the world. It's about us just knowing that we are part of the solution, that we are being a light. And so it is the ultimate form of giving, to give unconditionally without the need to be recognized in return. He goes on to say, when something goes completely askew in your day, when some unexpected event upsets your plans and upsets you, burst into blessing. What a concept, right? Instead of being bursting into anger to burst into blessing. Life is teaching you a lesson, and the very event you believe to be unwanted may be a trial that is a blessing in disguise. I know that for me, changing my attitude just a little bit to see situations not as struggle, not as hardship, not as something happening to me, but with me, for me, to co-create with it, to be curious about it, and this opportunity to bless it, to ask for the greatest outcome in this situation, to ask for patience, to ask for awareness, 
to ask for healing, to ask for strength, those abilities for me to change how I show up in the situations has profoundly changed my life. He goes on to offer that we can bless anything. We can bless when you pass a prison, when you pass a hospital, when you pass a car accident, to take those times to change our mental attitude and offer blessing, to believe and see that this mind that you have, this part of you, this energy that you have is so powerful and so profound. He says it's impossible to bless and judge at the same time. So hold constantly a deep, hallowed, intoned thought of the desire to bless, for truly you shall become a peacemaker, and one day you shall behold everywhere the face of the God of your understanding. And I just wanted to finish with that part because we tend to do judgment. We tend to have a judgment. That's the part that doesn't want to just let them. That's the part that wants to control it. That's the part that wants to make it be a different way. That's the part of us that has the suffering from our attachment to control. And so when we move to the just let them, and then even deeper into the bless them, there is this opportunity for us to be exchanging energy in an entirely different way, to be standing in a situation where somebody may be angry with you, frustrated with you, and just inside of you, you're offering them goodwill. It will change the energy of that situation in ways that we can't even begin to comprehend. And we're not doing it from a place of control. We're doing it from a place of compassion, awareness, holiness, and peace, a place of union with each other instead of separation. We're opening up to new ways of interacting and being with every human, every situation, everything that's in our lives. And it takes you back to the place where you are holding on to your own power. You are having the chance to decide what interactions you're having. How are they going to be? How are you going to feel? How are they going to feel when you're coming from a place of just letting them and blessing them instead of judging and controlling? It changes everything, and it is the foundation of soul recovery. So thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I might come back to this book and do a little bit more on it because there's so many great things about it, but I will put the link to this book in the show notes. And I would love to hear any situations that you're having where you're utilizing this gentle art of blessing in the Facebook group and if it's working for you and if you've had any amazing stories to share. Thank you for being part of this community. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my soul recovery journey? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with higher power, whatever that is for you, and then to discover and step into a happy and healthy life of your making. You can also become part of the soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. 
It's the first Monday of every month. It's on Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website and get your Zoom link. It's the same link every month. We're also on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and now even Insight Timer. Yes, lots of ways to connect. There is even a private Facebook group that will allow you for more communication and conversation about soul recovery with your community. If you'd like an extra bonus episode every Friday, you can become an Apple Podcast subscriber or choose your tier level of giving on Patreon. I'd also love all the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time and give me five stars, a quick review, share the podcast with friends and family, make sure you're subscribing however you listen to the podcast. We're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you, thank you for going to the website, pushing the donate button, and giving whatever feels right to you. It means so much to me because I have this mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, everything that you do to be part of this community is making all that happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.